RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines, an investigation is launched after a 15-year-old girl dies in a suspicious fire in Taiwan. Almost 300,000 Hong Kongers book travel to the mainland quarantine free in the first hours after registrations open. And the ICAC says it's broken up a group that paid bribes to secure half a billion dollars worth of building maintenance contracts. Police and firefighters are investigating after a 15-year-old girl died and six people were injured in what they say was a suspicious fire at a flat in Tai Wai this morning. Firefighters were called to Mei Wai House on the Mai Lam estate at about 5 o'clock and took about 45 minutes to put out the blaze. The girl was found dead at the scene. Her mother, aged 45, was found in a nearby stairwell with burns to her hands and face. Her 40-year-old boyfriend was found in the bathroom, suffering the effects of smoke inhalation. Four neighbours were taken to hospital due to smoke inhalation. Wong Tan is a station commander from the fire services department. We found fire accelerant at the scene, and the blaze was spreading unusually fast. Based on these reasons, we classify this as suspicious. The government's top IT official says 286,000 people booked places to travel to the mainland in the first 14 hours after the website opened yesterday. Tony Wong, the acting chief information officer, said there were queues when the website went live, but people can now book without waiting. Some 50,000 places are available for land crossings daily from Sunday until March the 4th, with a further 10,000 people expected to cross by air, sea or on buses across the bridge to Zhuhai. Speaking on a radio program, Mr Wong said plenty of spaces remained. We can now see that around a dozen time slots, some individual border checkpoints are already fully booked. But I want to stress that at the same checkpoints on the same day, there are still vacancies at different time slots. If people must choose a certain time on a certain day, they can also choose other checkpoints. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien says he's happy the border is finally reopening. He says it's sensible to require mainland travellers to obtain a negative PCR test result before coming to Hong Kong, but he also wants visitors to be fully vaccinated. The key concern of mine is the fact that they do not require mainlanders coming to Hong Kong to be fully vaccinated, and the fact that we don't have the vaccine pass in Hong Kong anymore, they could actually go and dine at any restaurant. And if they do, unfortunately, uh, get infected, there's a chance that they may end up going to our hospital in Hong Kong for those that are vaccinated. And it would actually increase the congestion in terms of the uh, availability of bed in uh, public hospitals. The Deputy Chief Secretary, Warner Chuck, says the authorities have a plan to tackle parallel trading when quarantine-free travel resumes. Writing on social media after chairing an interdepartmental meeting on the matter, Mr Chuck said immigration officials would maintain a list of suspected cross-border traders and may ban those involved from entering the SAR. There'll also be checks at black spots in North District, Yunlong and Tun Mun to ensure traders aren't blocking roads. The head of the Travel Industry Council has welcomed the gradual approach to resuming quarantine-free travel with the mainland. The council's executive director, Fanny Young, said the top priority was ramping up manpower and resources. She told RTHK that she expected mainland tour groups would return by early February. For this month, 
that will be after the CNY, Chinese New Year holiday. Well, most likely, I don't think it will be a lot of visitors. Most people crossing the boundaries will be visiting friends and relatives or some business transaction. So anyway, the quota is just 60,000 a day. So the portion of visitors, I think maybe around 20% that's the most, and it won't be a group tour. For our group tour visitors, we were expecting sometimes around early February or mid to mid February around that timing. And we will expect around 10 tours per day, which is around a few hundred, less than a thousand a day. A Shenzhen government portal for mainland residents to book visits to Hong Kong went live this morning. The Independent Commission Against Corruption says it's arrested 49 people and broken up a sophisticated syndicate in what it says is its largest ever operation in the building maintenance sector. The graft buster says it believes those arrested are the mastermind and core members of a group suspected of paying bribes to secure contracts worth half a billion dollars for 10 projects. Brian Chong is the ICAC's Assistant Director of Operations. This is in our history the largest enforcement action that had ever been taken in respect of building management case. The main tactics that is deployed by this syndicate is corruption. Basically, the mastermind together with his associate had actively uh, offered advantages to different stakeholders in various building maintenance projects in order to obtain the contract. The reason why they offer the advantage is because they would like to procure the assistance of these stakeholders in supporting the, their bidding of the relevant renovation contract. The U.S. House of Representatives has failed for the third day running to elect a new speaker, with a small group of Republicans blocking their own party's candidate, Kevin McCarthy. Questions have been raised about concessions offered by Mr. McCarthy, which could make it harder for him to do the speaker's job if he eventually wins a vote. Mick Mulvaney, who served as acting chief of staff under former President Donald Trump, said the rebels appeared to have no plan to elect an alternative to Mr. McCarthy. And that's part of the frustration that I think that uh, everybody in the building has at this point is that they have, a, they have figured out how to stop a speaker from getting elected, but they haven't figured out a way to get a speaker elected. And every time you talk to them about a plan, um, they'll simply tell you that they're not going to share that with you until after Kevin McCarthy pulls out of the race, which is not going to happen. The House is now adjourned for the day after Mr. McCarthy's 11th attempt failed. The Democratic representative for Massachusetts, Catherine Clark, said Republicans were in chaos. This intra-party fight that the American people have been drawn into is imperiling our national security. It will imperil the ability of this government to deliver basic services. It is imperiling our jobs and our responsibility to serve our constituents. Violence has spread across the Mexican state of Sinaloa following the arrest of one of the leaders of an infamous criminal gang. Ovidio Guzman is the son of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, who is serving a life sentence in a U.S. jail. Three members of the security forces were killed as heavy fighting raged for hours after Mr. Guzman's arrest. The defense minister, Luis Sandoval, described how the violence began. After repelling a direct attack, the security forces identified Ovidio N. among the members of a criminal group. Moments after his arrest, cells that are part of his criminal group set up 19 roadblocks and launched armed attacks in different parts of the city. 
Ukraine has dismissed President Putin's announcement of a 36-hour ceasefire to coincide with the Russian Orthodox Christmas. It's due to come into effect at midday Russian time today. But President Zelensky said the truce was an attempt to stop Ukraine's military advances and allow Russian forces and equipment to move closer to Ukrainian positions. Those who continued the terror against our country and sent all those people of yours to be slaughtered, rejecting our proposals to stop Russian aggression, definitely do not value life and moreover do not strive for peace. Now they want to use Christmas as a cover-up to stop the advance of our boys in Donbass, at least for a while, and to bring in equipment, ammunition and conscripts closer to our positions. What will that give? Just another increase in the number of losses. U.S. officials say Washington will provide Ukraine with nearly $3 billion U.S. dollars worth of extra military aid. The package includes several dozen armoured troop carriers known as Bradley vehicles. The Pentagon spokesman, Patrick Ryder, gave more details. It's not a tank, but it's a tank killer. Uh, Bradley is a armoured vehicle that has a firepower capability uh, that can deliver troops into combat. Uh, so it will provide a significant boost to Ukraine's already impressive armor capabilities, uh, and we're, we're confident that it will aid them on the battlefield. Safety regulators in the United States have handed down one of their biggest fines to the home fitness firm Peloton. The company has agreed to pay 19 million US dollars for failing to report scores of accidents involving its Tread Plus treadmill. Users suffered cuts, broken bones and friction burns when they were dragged under the equipment. Peloton did not report the problems until the death of a child. President Biden has revealed an expanded system of legal entry into the United States for thousands of migrants, while also tightening restrictions at the southern border with Mexico. 30,000 people a month will now be able to fly directly to the U.S. from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua and Venezuela. Announcing the measures, Mr. Biden told migrants to not just turn up and expect to be let in. My message is this. If you're trying to leave Cuba, Nicaragua or Haiti or have agreed to begin a journey to America... Do not, do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally from there. Starting today, if you don't apply through the legal process, you will not be eligible for this new parole program. In sport, the English Premier League champions Manchester City have cut the gap on the leaders' Arsenal to five points after beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Riyad Mahrez scored the only goal of the game to hand Chelsea their fourth defeat in six league matches. Graham Potter's team are tenth in the table, ten points off the top four. The club's former striker, Chris Sutton, says pressure is building on the manager. Chelsea, over the last 20 years, have you know, been a team who have won big trophies and they look miles off it. I think the question is, how much can Todd, Todd Bowley, tolerate? I just wonder whether, I mean, the Chelsea fans applauding their team and, and their efforts, but whether this they'll view this as a job too big for Graham Potter. The two sides will face each other again on Sunday in Manchester in the third round of the FA Cup. Before the game, Chelsea confirmed the signing of France defender Benoit Badiachil from Monaco on a seven-and-a-half-year contract. Chelsea have also been trying to sign Argentina's World Cup winner Enzo Fernandez. But on Thursday, without referring to Chelsea by name, the Benfica manager, Roger Schmidt, criticised a club that he says has been disrespectful in their pursuit for the midfielder. Fernandez has a release clause of around US$126 million. There's a club who want our player. They, they know... We don't want to sell the player. They try to get the player on their side and they know that they only can get this player when they pay the clause. 
So it's a very clear situation. What the club is doing, who wants to buy Enzo, is disrespectful against all of us, against Benfica, and I cannot accept what they are doing. So to make the, uh, the player crazy and then to, to pretend they can pay the clause and later they want to negotiate, I think is not um, what I understand about a good uh, relationship between clubs. The NFL player Damar Hamlin has shown remarkable improvement and is awake and communicating three days after suffering cardiac arrest during a game. That's according to doctors at the Cincinnati Hospital where the Buffalo Bills' safety remains in critical condition after collapsing during Monday's Bills-Bengals game. The NFL confirmed the match won't be resumed. It could mean the AFC Championship game is played at a neutral venue for sporting fairness. The Bills are scheduled to play their final regular season game on Sunday at home to the New England Patriots, while the Bengals host the Baltimore Ravens. RTHK's Ray Jovanovic says there are several issues to be decided this weekend. Playoffs are essentially decided for almost all the 14 spots in the AFC. Only two spots remain to get into the playoffs in the NFC. There's uh, several games this weekend that are going to be big for the AFC South title. That's at stake between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The winner gets the AFC South. The loser goes home. The other big game will be early between the Baltimore Ravens and that Cincinnati Bengals team. That's going to determine who wins that uh, AFC division. And finally, thermal drones and specially trained dogs are being used to track koalas in areas hit by natural disasters in Australia. Scientists in northern New South Wales, where the marsupials are listed as vulnerable to extinction, say many are missed in land-based surveys. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. Bushfires and floods have inflicted untold damage on Australia's koalas. Researchers in northern New South Wales have made a surprise discovery, thanks to heat-seeking drones. They've located more than 30 marsupials that weren't previously documented. Specially trained dogs that pick up the scent of their droppings are also being used. The aim is to establish a detailed understanding of the health of the koalas living in an area recently hit by natural disasters. And now to the weather. It'll be mainly fine and dry with moderate north to northeasterly winds and occasionally fresh offshore. And the outlook, mainly fine and dry tomorrow. It'll be cloudy, windier and cool with a few rain patches in the following couple of days. And currently at the observatory it's 23 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity now at 44%. And please be advised that the red fire danger warning is currently in force. And to end the news, the top stories once again. An investigation is launched after a 15-year-old girl dies in a suspicious fire in Taiwan. Almost 300,000 Hong Kongers booked to travel to the mainland quarantine-free in the first hours after registration opens. And the ICAC says it's broken up a group that paid bribes to secure half a billion dollars worth of building maintenance contracts. That's all the news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Such a loser, how'd I ever lose her? Already I must have been out of my mind. Now I am a loser, and what I have to lose her? Three, four, nine.
Charlie Booth on Radio 3. Well, I hope you're enjoying your lunchtime. It's 18 minutes past one. Danny Hicks with me in a little while from now. Sports and all, it's the FA Cup third round this weekend. And a big build-up for him as well to the first tennis major of the season. That is, of course, the Aussie Open. We'll be on Facebook Live as usual. 